Hello and welcome to Your Paranormal Texas. This will be the inaugural episode of Your Paranormal Texas, and I would like to start by introducing myself. My name is Mick Paterno. I live in Montgomery, Texas. I'm 52 years old, and I have a beautiful family that I love dearly. I would also like to thank my brother, Freddie Paterno, for all of his help with this. He inspired me to bring this show to fruition, and he has helped me every step of the way with the website, production, loading all of the material onto the website, and doing the design and graphics on it. He's been fantastic, and I just wanted to say thank you, Fred. I love you, man. Thank you for all your help. Well, I would like to start by telling you my own experience. I grew up in Beaumont, Texas, and I spent the first 15 years of my life there. When I was about 13 years old, my parents purchased a old Victorian home uh, that was built in the 1800s. And by the time that we moved into the home, it was over 100 years old, easily. It was interesting because the home used to be a frat house. There were some uh, students that went to Lamar University, and they were uh, living there before. So that, you know, created some weird energy there, I guess. Well, I could tell when we first moved into the home that something was different. You just had that feeling in your bones. You know, you could spend some time in one room and get uh, that strange, creepy feeling, you know, that you're being watched. In other rooms, you'd be okay. But uh, it was interesting. Uh, like I said, my sister and I, we were young, and we pretty much noticed right off the bat that there was something going on. My mom noticed as well. Uh, my dad, not so much. He uh, he was busy uh, with our with his uh, own business, and uh, when he came home, he was tired, and he really didn't have much uh, interest in any of that stuff, and uh, he really didn't care about it. But my sister and I and my mom and my brother, we all felt something different there. Well, one of the first experiences that I recall is that, you know, my room was facing the front of the stairwell on the second floor. So right out of my doorway, the doorway of my room, you could see the stairwell. And hanging right down there in the middle was a uh, an old light fixture, right? You could tell because it was uh, the old 18th century style cabling with paper and material on it. Uh, had the old ceramic light socket uh, that where the bulb was plugged into, and it was just that. There was nothing fancy about it at all. It was just basically a, a light bulb hanging from the ceiling. Well, I remember that I was looking at that from my bedroom, and I noticed that the light bulb started to kind of move a little bit, which I thought was odd, but I didn't think much of it. As I continued to watch it, it began to sway, and uh, that that got my attention. As it started to sway, I began to get more curious about what could possibly have been starting this. So I got up, and I went to the light bulb in the hallway, and I kind of just reached up and touched it, stopped it, you know. But I thought what was kind of curious was that there was no breeze, you know. All the windows were closed. There was no air moving. But I kind of dismissed it as, uh, you know, just a gust of air or something. You know, maybe somebody opened a door 
downstairs or something. I don't know what it was, but it was kind of curious. And it kind of was one of the first things that kind of tipped me off that there might be something else going on here. I remember also one time that another experience that we had was a glass in our kitchen cabinet just broke. We were talking in the kitchen, having a conversation about whatever. I don't remember what the conversation was about, but I do remember that we heard the glass break. It just shattered in uh, the cabinet. Piqued everybody's interest right away. You know, everyone's like, what the heck just happened? Uh, my mom reached over to the cabinet. She opened the cabinet door and there's the glass just broken. You know, it, it was so weird. You know, we used to have glass windows on our cabinet door. So you could see right through the cabinet. It was weird, man. It popped. It just popped. And then, um, boom, we opened it up and it was in charge and everybody was like, well, what the heck just happened here? You know, it was, it was really kind of weird, man. And uh, that was when, when we started to really think that, you know what, that doesn't just happen. Something else is going on here and it's strange. So I remember that happening again. It happened twice, the glass breaking. And the second time it happened, we were in our dining room. We were also having a conversation. And the glass in the china cabinet broke. We had a wine glass in there. And it just just shattered. It just broke. It was really strange. It was an odd experience. So we kind of look around and... You know, we're convinced now that there's something going on, that that this was almost intentional, you know? I mean, that's really weird. You know, happening once, you might dismiss it, but happening twice, it seems like something was trying to send a message. So we began to consider at that point that our house may have been haunted, you know? And we, we knew that it was old, and we knew that there was a possibility that it might be, especially after those two occurrences. But One of the things that really cemented that fact to me happened to me personally. And I remember this very vividly. I talked to my mother about it not too long ago, and she helped me to remember some details. I remember the very first time that my bed shook in the middle of the night. And I can tell you right now, that experience is terrifying. It's really, really strange and weird and You really don't know what's going on, but your bed is shaking and you don't know why. I remember that my bed started shaking and I was, I was just about to drift off to sleep when this happened and boom, it starts moving and I can feel it and I can, I can feel the the whole bed just shaking and it's like somebody, you know, is grabbing the headboard and just moving it back and forth. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? What's, what's happening? And, I, and you try to, to think to yourself of all of the possibilities, like why, why is this happening? You know, you look around, uh, you know, maybe it's a train down the road, maybe, you know, an earthquake, but we don't have earthquakes in Beaumont, Texas. Um, and the train was blocks away, four or five blocks away. So I knew it wasn't any of those things, but you, in the midst of those things happening to you, you really you do your best to try to explain why it's happening to you. You know, you, it's almost like you don't want to face the, the fact that, that this could be paranormal, that this could be a ghost or some other type of energy that's doing this and for a particular purpose. I don't know why, but it was really interesting. Uh, I was scared. I was so scared that 
after my bed stopped shaking and it took several minutes, I kind of just put my head under the covers and just sort of wrote it out, so to speak. And I got up and I went to my parents' room and this is the part that my mom helped me remember. I was so scared. I was knocking on the door to my parents' room and I was begging my parents to let me in. They had the door locked and I was asking them, I was like, come on, mom and dad, I'm like, let me in here, you know? And I was like, my bed was shaking and I don't know why I'm scared, you know? I just told him that I was scared. And uh, my dad, being tough as he as he always has been uh, or had been, he just dismissed it. He was like, you know what, kid? Go back to bed. You know, you're just dreaming or whatever. Go back to sleep. But I was not going to spend the night in my room that night. So I ended up, my mom tells me, sleeping on the floor right outside their bedroom and uh, when my mom got up in the morning and she opened the door she said I was right there sleeping curled up in a little ball on the floor with my pillow sound asleep so I guess I, I wasn't as afraid of the hallway as I would my bedroom that night but it was uh, interesting that particular incident w was frightening but it wasn't the only time it happened uh, it had happened again uh, several times and it just got to the point where what really wasn't scary anymore to me, I kind of got used to it. You know, I would just lay there, my bed would start shaking, and then uh, I kind of just pretended like I was asleep or just ignored it, basically. And it would always subside, and I was able to go back to sleep. You know, it was weird. It was really weird. But I never felt like I was uh, being attacked or anything like that. I never felt like a an evil presence there or something, you know. I think it was just perhaps a spirit just trying to get my attention, you know, maybe trying to put a little scare in me for whatever reason. But uh, it was definitely interesting. I recall very clearly my cousin was coming to spend some time with us. And he was from another country. And he was staying in my sister's room. While he was in my sister's room, he was just chilling in there, relaxing. And I was in my room. This was in the middle of the afternoon. And I'm just like reading a book or something. I remember being in my room. I was on my bed, maybe listening to the radio or reading a book. And my cousin comes to my doorway. And man, he's... He's pale as a ghost. He just, he's, he's almost beside himself. He goes to the door and he's like, Mick, come here, man. You got to check this out. Come and look at this. So we go to the room and we look inside and my sister has one of these old canopy beds and the canopy uh, fabric was shaking. I mean, the whole bed was shaking and it was so defined. It was so obvious, you know, it, it was, it was frightening especially for my cousin, you know, the whole bed was shaking and he was like, what is that? What is going on here? And, uh, you know, I had to kind of calm him down a little bit because he was obviously scared and uh, he had every right to be, man, that was just weird. But after you experience it yourself for a while and you get used to it, you kind of, you know, you kind of just, like I said, you just get used to it. And so we calmed him down. I said, look, man, I don't know if you've noticed, but, you know, there's some 
weird stuff happening here, you know, but don't worry. I said, it's not bad it, and nothing's going to hurt you, you know. I think it's just something that's trying to get our attention, you know, maybe uh, maybe a spirit or something. Uh, well, you know, he did calm down eventually, but he didn't really care for that explanation too much, and uh, he kind of ended up not staying with us for very long. He uh, he left pretty soon after that and uh, moved somewhere else. I remember another event that happened that was really frightening. It was scary. And it was probably the only time that I ever experienced a real fear in that home. It was in the evening. My sister and I were in my mom's room with my mom. And we're just in there talking or whatever, spending some time with my mom in there in her room for whatever reason. And we started hearing some footsteps coming up the stairs. But this was different. There was a slow plodding up the stairs, you know, like a don't, 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 kind of slow. And at first, my mom thought that perhaps it was my dad coming up the stairs, you know, maybe he was trying to play a joke on my mom. And she hollered out to him and said, you know, if, if you're playing a joke, you better stop. It's not funny. But there was no reply. You just heard the, the, the steps continue. Bump, bump, bump. And as the steps started getting closer, my mom started getting scared. And my mom being scared kind of had my sister and I on edge as well. So we kind of gathered around her and we were we we didn't know what to do, you know. We didn't know what, what was going on. And my mom, finally, out of uh, out of fear, went into her closet and retrieved my dad's revolver. She was scared, and she had every right to be. There was something coming up the stairs. They weren't answering her questions. And when she grabbed the revolver, she issued a warning. And she said, uh, whoever's, whoever's there, I'm armed and I'm ready to defend myself. If you come up here, I will shoot you. You know, so my sister and I are just, you know, we're scared now. We, we don't know what's going to happen. And uh, there was obviously a lot of tension as the, uh, as the steps began to get closer and closer towards the end of the stairwell. Well, we were in a state of fear at that point. And... The thing that broke that state of fear was a shot. My mom, that's right, a gunshot. My mom accidentally discharged the weapon and put a bunch of holes in my dad's clothes in the closet, which was kind of funny afterwards, but at the time it was terrifying as you can imagine, when a gunshot goes off in close quarters, everything stops. I mean, it's just a loud bang. And, uh, you know, whatever you're feeling before, it almost puts you in a state of shock. So after the bang, you would have expected if there was somebody there in the home for somebody to be tearing their butts out of there as fast as they can because this lady has a gun and she just shot it and the next shot might be for you. So 
if I was a somebody that was going in there with uh, bad intentions, I would be hauling butt out of there pretty quick because uh, I know that this lady's serious. But when we went to investigate, after we finally gathered our wits, we realized that you didn't hear that. You didn't hear anybody trying to escape, uh, running down the stairs. It was just nothing. We went out the door. We looked down in the hallways. We looked in the stairwell. Nothing. Nothing was there. And that story, it just has stuck with me forever. I remember it so clearly. It was crazy, man. And and uh, when my dad got home, he was absolutely livid that we had shot a hole in his clothes. But my mom, she told him what the deal was. And, well, he had to calm himself down because I think he knew that something else was going on in that home. I don't think he ever wanted to admit it. but. I think he knew something was up. And I remember that was my one of my experiences there in my haunted house back in uh, Beaumont, Texas. And uh, it is what really started the whole interest in the paranormal for me. Before I even knew what paranormal was, I was interested in it. I remember reading uh, Stephen King's The Shining at 15 years old and being terrified out of my wits, but for some reason, really enjoying being terrified out of my wits. Maybe it was the house. I don't know. But, you know, as I look back on these experiences and reflect on them, I begin to realize that there was something there, that there was some spirit or spirits that was trying to get our attention. And I don't know why, you know, I guess none of us knows until we become one ourselves. But these spirits, uh, for whatever reason, have just chosen to linger on earth. I don't know why that is, but perhaps we'll know one day. You know, I've often wondered, you know, why, why would a spirit or a soul or that type of human energy why would that linger? You know, why would you stick around? And uh, as I've gotten older and I've read more on the subject, I began to realize that there could be any number of reasons. Maybe those people or those spirits were afraid to pass on to the next life. Maybe they were in fear of their judgment. I don't know. As people, you know, we take all of our fears and anxieties with us into the afterlife. You know, I think that that affects them there and, and they make uh, decisions in the afterlife based on the fears that they had as living people. I don't know. I can only uh, speculate. But one thing is for certain. Uh, one of these days, all of us will know when we pass on to the other side and uh, we move on, we'll have a more clear picture of, of why certain spirits make those decisions to stick around. But another thing that I was kind of curious about and have always been curious about is what do you do as a spirit? Okay, let's say, for example, that you do decide that you don't want to move on to the next realm or dimension or whatever it is that we go into after we die. And you just sort of linger in between worlds, you know, in between this reality and the next. And, uh, what do you do? You have all of eternity, you know? 
what do you do with eternity? Well, I speculate that uh, perhaps these beings, these spirits, these souls, these energies, maybe all they have to do is is to interact with the living, you know? Maybe all they all they can do is that. I mean, if you're if you were stuck in eternity, what would you do? If you were able to see living people and living souls and you were able to communicate with them, maybe that's what you would do in order to pass the time. And who knows how time passes on that side, you know? Does it go fast? Does it move slowly? I mean, I don't know. But we'll all know one day, if we choose not to move on, we'll know for sure what it is that, that's going to happen. But I don't know. It's all speculation. Another thing that I was kind of curious about would be why a spirit would create those type of situations. You know, why, why would they create a situation where, you know, people feel fear or awe or wonder or whatever, you know? Do they get some kind of energy from us when, uh, when we are in a fearful state or when we're excited or scared or, you know, I, it's, I've always been curious as to why they haunt. Why do they seek to interact with the living, you know, or do they, do they even, you know, when you look at a lot of these paranormal shows and you have these really great investigators going in and doing these investigations and the investigators ask them questions and they tell the investigators to leave. You know, they say get out or leave, or they may even mention the investigator by name and tell them to leave. Maybe they don't like having the living around. It's it's very odd. Uh, on other shows, you you see them talking uh, with these spirits, and you hear these EVPs where the ghosts are obviously very intent on talking to people. They want to communicate with other people. They want to communicate with the living. It's a very strange. Uh, I guess like spirits, like people, have their own types of personalities, and uh, you know you have spirits that that want to communicate with other people. They're outgoing, maybe they were extroverts in life or whatever, and then you have some that just want to be left alone. Well, I don't pretend to have any of the answers. All I know is that when our time comes. And it's our turn to pass beyond the veil. And we have a choice whether to go into the light or stay out of the light. We'll know. It won't be a mystery anymore. Well, uh, I would like to thank everyone for listening. And I hope that you have enjoyed uh, some of my experiences there. And as to why I have decided to start this program um, like I said before, I have a, a really intense fascination with the paranormal. What I'm going to try to do with this program is to bring uh, my experiences and, and the experiences of others uh, to you. So please send in your stories to yourparanormaltexas at gmail.com. We'd love to hear them. And if your story is really good, We'll invite you on the show. Well, this concludes the first episode of Your Paranormal Texas. Thank you for joining me. And just remember, stay curious 
and never lose that sense of wonder.